That's very convincing, uh, Toe Jam and L soundtrack, actually. I know, that's what I was going for. I thought that's an authentic vibe. Yeah. Welcome back to Pod'em Up, episode 10, is it? 10. 10. Double figures. I know. All the, all the naysayers, they said that we'd never make the double figures, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> all the naysayers. So all the many. naysayers. So many naysayers, but we're here. We're proving them wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm Ollie, and with me over there is Tibbs. Hello, Tibbs. Tibbs. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Right. Warm today, wasn't it? Oh, uh, Unseasonably warm. It was here anyway. It was all right. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. You know, it was. It was. It was. It was good. Yeah, it was all right. Um. So, what have you been up to? Um. Just work. Just lots and lots of yeah. work. Um. Oh, game wise, um, I played Undertale. Oh yes, yes. I I, I saw you uh, tweeting about this quite a lot. Yeah. Really mm. enjoyed it. Yeah. I've avoided cool. it for ages. I've had it yeah. on my backlog for well, I mean, I don't know how long ago the game came out. As you've been out, you've been knocking about for years. Yeah. I played it and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It's it's a really really good game. I'm going to hold back from saying too much because I think it's a sort of game we should cover on the podcast. It's a very pod em up yeah. game. Um, yeah. It's very much up our up our alley. So I'm I'll hold off from saying anything more than that, other than, other than the fact that I loved it. Um, okay. Cool. I don't um, really know much yeah. about it, to be honest. It's, it's an RPG, right? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's not a sort of super in-depth RPG, but uh, yeah, I guess you could call it an RPG, yeah. Mm. Um, mm. Okay. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those games, it's kind of like Ghost Trick in that I don't want to say, it, the less you know about it going in, the more you'll get out of it, I think. Yeah, so okay, fair enough. If you uh, just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try and uh, stay, stay clear of it. Yeah, just yeah. know that it's an RPG, and and keep it as that. And the, the rest of it, you know, the the like I say, the less you know, the more the more you appreciate it. I think there's yeah, some really cool. nice moments in it. There's some really really cool little set pieces and um, some really nice nods to sort of classic Final Fantasy games. Um, okay. But yeah, fantastic. I, I thoroughly recommend it. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I played a bit. Played that. Um, I've been playing. Um, I bought Yoku's Island Express. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I played a demo of that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's really good. It's really yeah. good. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I got that. I got that quite cheap. In uh, I think I only paid like ten or fifteen pounds for that. Um, okay. Is that so that's yeah, down, is that download or is that physical? Oh no, no, that's physical. Always oh, right. physical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really neat. It's kind of I think we've mm. we've discussed it briefly before. It's kind of it's what I imagine if you crossed 
Sonic Spinball with Rayman Origins. It's kind yes, of... yes. It does have that sort of vibe, isn't it? It's kind of a, 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 a pinball platformer, isn't pinball it? Pinball platformer, thing? yeah. Yeah. Um, and I struggle to think, other than Sonic Spinball, of any any other game that's done that. I think they may be the only two pinball platformers so. out I, there. I can't think of many others. Yeah. It's a massively yes, it's, underrepresented it's not a, it's genre. It's not, not, not a very uh, big genre, no. No, so, no. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's been taken up the the, the most of my uh, playtime, other than you know the the main events of the of the show this time, because um, yeah. you know there's quite a back catalogue of of Toe Jam and Earl games to get through, and uh, with the new one as well. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've got a bit a bit of a busy show uh, this month, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to uh, discuss? Um. No, I don't think so. I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it for now. What about you? Uh, not much, really. Not much I haven't already discussed on a previous show, actually. I've finished Shenmue. Oh, okay. uh, really, really love that. Re- really, really uh, enjoyed that. That was my, um, if you, in case you missed last uh, last month's episode, that was my first my first ever playthrough of that, and I really enjoyed it. Um, even though it's like a 20-year-old game, and obviously in certain areas has been surpassed by other games, I think, it's, I think there's something about that story and the characters that are really sort of... Um, I don't know, shone through, and still, still, sort of really good, entertaining game. Yeah, I think. yeah, very good. Other than that, I really, um, I got um, Horizon Chase Turbo. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that sort of um, outrun style kind of uh, racing game. Mm. I had a demo before I bought the I bought the whole thing. Awesome. Uh, that's that's really good. Yeah, really fun little arcade racer. Great for just little brief, brief plays. You know, just um, just really. Uh, I don't know, really, just uh, sort of very energetic, very kind of, very quick lap and very kind of intense, but yeah, really rewarding, really nice, really nice little game. Um, <clears throat> not much else really other than that. Um, yeah, just trying to think, mainly just those two really and, and all the games that um, we've got lined up. Are we a bit tired? Um... Yeah, I just feel like tired. we're not as energetic as we usually are. Yeah, it's kind of like, I know. Oh, what have you been yeah. up to? Well, you know, and what have you been up to? Well, <laughs> I know. If this really. is someone's first episode, I do apologise. <laughs> we're not quite, we're not quite with it for some reason, which is a shame because we've got such an energetic sort of um, series of games to talk about. We're not really matching the the kind of uh, funky enthusiasm no, not, that the Toe Jam and Earl series series, uh, you know. I think for. it's it's just a case, like I say, <clears> your work, work's been pretty intense. I think it's yeah. just kind of you know it's real life getting in the way of of, of games. Yeah, I don't like. It I know, I know. What what the hell's going on with real life getting in the way of games? I mean, obviously, the latter is far more important. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I know, I know. It's weird. It's funny you just say, are you, "Are you tired?" Because I'm actually getting more sleep now than I have been in in months lately. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, but I'm still yeah, still still too tired, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's sort of um crack on with the main event, shall we? Before we do that, oh, okay. should we yep. just have a I think we'd be remiss if we didn't have a quick mention of the Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, do that. Anything catch your eye out of the Nintendo Direct? Uh do you know what? Very little, to be honest. Really? Uh yeah, if I'm gonna be brutally honest. Um I mean, Mario Maker. Mario Maker Two, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a good one, yeah. Um, and the only other one really was the uh, uh, the, the 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 new Zelda 
yes, one, yeah, the, yeah. the remake of the Game Boy one, which I've never played, but that looks pretty good. Uh, everything in between was just kind of games that just didn't really appeal to me, to be honest. Ah. Just, I mean, it's great if you're into them, but there's a lot, a lot of the thing about the Nintendo Directs lately is they've just been a lot of sort of kind of quite intense Japanese kind of RPG kind of games, you know, and very sort of I don't know if you're into that, great, but I, I, I don't know. I find it overwhelming, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So there wasn't. I'm trying to remember if anything else jumped out at me. Not, not. I can't. I came away thinking, okay, I like the first game. I like the very last game, and then everything in between. I just didn't, didn't quite fancy really. But that's just that's me, fair you enough. know. Yeah. Imagine. Did you have any any different thoughts? I'm just having a look now to see because I mean the main one that popped out that jumped out to me was uh, obviously Mario Maker because mm. um, I loved the Mario Maker on the Wii U. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's really good. But like, I mean, obviously you can still play it now, but the what really made the game was the Miiverse integration where you could mm. you know, leave comments on certain bits of uh, people's levels and you could see yeah. how people had, you know, where uh, they died and where stuff. they died and good, things yeah. like that. Um, and with Miiverse shutting down, all that kind of stuff, that, that big element of the game has been sort of taken away. Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to see, you know, a Mario Maker ported to the Wii, to the uh, Nintendo Switch where all that online um, capabilities can be added back in. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. that that's going to be, that's going to be really exciting. Mm. Um, there's the, uh, the, it's not a sequel, but a spin-off of Undertale called Delta Rune, which uh, was oh yes, that, that was there, purely yes, coincidental right. timing. I just happened yeah. to finish it just in time for that. That's coming out for free at the end of the month. Um, okay. Tetris ninety nine. Did you give? That oh a yeah, game? yeah. I, I didn't. I don't have um, the online uh, subscription thing for Nintendo. Okay. Um, a quite interesting idea, though. You're just it, playing Tetris against ninety nine other people, or hundred other, or yeah. other people. Um, it's good. Yeah, Everyone seems quite... to like it, but I find it a bit frustrating because yeah. it's kind of yeah, it's literally that. It's just so you've got ninety nine um, people on the screen, and your main sort of Tetris um, playfield is in the middle, mm. and you just you just play Tetris. But every line that you get, um, it will then shoot off junk blocks onto someone else's game, and every time they get a line, it will shoot junk blocks onto possibly your game. Yeah. Um, and you can, you've got a, a degree of control who you would send your blocks to. So you can send your blocks to people who are attacking you, uh, to people who've got the most knockouts, to or just random people. But it's like four categories. But you don't really get any fine grain control over who you target. Yeah. Um, but my problem with it is, it just seems it, there's too much randomness to it. Mm, yeah, like, I can imagine. Yeah. You, if you lose, it's not usually because you're playing badly it's just because you know the the random nature of the game has, has worked against you yeah it's really cra- i imagine it I, I i was talking to someone about this and i said it's kind of like if you imagine Ga- I don't know, gary kasparov and another famous chess player i don't really know chess players but you imagine them two of them there and they're mm. playing this this chess game and they're both doing really well and then mm. suddenly someone just comes along and swipes all the pieces off the board and goes <laughs> gary wins <laughs> You know, that, that's what it is. That's how it feels. It's just like you, you're going yeah. really well, and then so it's just like, no, no, he's the winner. Yeah. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know. But besides <laughs> that, I mean, it's 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 free if you've got the the subscription. So I mean, there's, there's no yeah. reason not. It's quite not good, to try isn't it? it yeah. But, um, I think Tetris Effect spoiled me on Tetris. I think oh, that I'm set sure the bar did, very yeah. high now. I'm sure it did. <laughs> 
Your love of Tetris effect, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, though. Um, there's probably some really obvious and stuff that we've missed for the Nintendo Direct, just because I can't remember what what else was announced no. off the top of my head. Those are the two things, the, the the two or three things that really jumped out at me. But um, yeah. like you say, we've got a lot to pack into the show, so we should probably probably get cracking with it. Um, yeah. So why don't you start us off? What, what what's okay. what's going on? Well, basically, uh, it was about a month ago, wasn't it? We got, we were very kindly given a couple of uh, Steam codes for yes. uh, the new Toe Jam and Earl game. Yes. Thanks to, uh, to to you managing to uh, wrangle them, actually, wasn't it? Well, I think they were just they were just very kind. They said they wanted to support the podcast and yeah, they just really, reached out really, and um, absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's really yeah. nice. Is it um is is it the developers themselves? Is it a PR? Was it a PR company? It was the developers like? themselves, and um they put me in touch with the PR um the PR guys, and then yeah. um we just sort of had a back and forth, and they they sent us over uh the codes and some screenshots and um sort of press materials and stuff we can use to for album art on the the podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's it's, brilliant. It's, yeah. yeah, it's awesome, and I really like j- just to clarify in case there's anything because you hear about uh, people being given codes online and like conditions they have to follow and things like that there's mm. been no no they haven't said you can only have it if you give us a positive review or any of that no, you know, no, nonsense. No, it was literally no. just here you go play the game and the only thing we ask is that you don't say anything until the embargo date comes and goes so yeah so that's when this podcast will come out. You'll be hearing it on the twenty eighth of Feb, yep. just the day before, just the day before the game is released. Before the game comes out, yeah. Yep. And but yeah, it's 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 really awesome. <coughs> they just said, you know, here you go, have fun and talk about it. So yeah. Here we are. So yeah, first thing we've got to say is thank you very much, guys. That we really really appreciate it. We've had um, yeah, we've had a great time with the game, and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's been really really good opportunity for us. So thank you very much. So, we decided we were going to play through all of the games before we got to the new one to try and sort of see how it stacks up compared to the the, the other games in the series and and sort of where where it lies in the series. Yeah, it's been an interesting one. I've never really played, I must admit, I've never really played much Toe Jam and Earl before. Uh, so it's been an interesting thing. I started uh, this uh, this last month. I just I thought I'd start with the first one, play a fair bit of that, just so I can get some some of the groundwork done. And then you can. Then I saw you know the changes from the new one. Mm. Um, so it's been yeah an interesting thing. I think you had a little bit more prior experience, haven't you, with the the second game? Is that right? The second game mainly, yeah. Um, yeah. Because well, I played the first game. Um, it's been on like a few compilations. Um, yeah. And I think I played it. Oh, I don't know. Played you. I played it on and off for a while. But the first game, I think, uh, we'll, we'll probably get into it. But I mean, if you just jump into it, it can be a bit. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the word is. It's, it's not always hot. clear. It's not. You need to get your head around what's going on and what your objective is. You it's, do. It's, it, it's you know. not initially clear what you have to do. It's no. kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I must admit, after my first playthrough, I did have to sort of look up a bit and thought and sort of work out what certain bits kind of meant and 
yeah. you know, all the rest of it. But once you get the hang of it, it's a very interesting kind of concept and quite a nice yeah. relaxing experience to play in a way. Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, we'll... Um, we'll start we'll off get with crack- the first one, then. We'll crack, crack with the first one, okay. Um, so, basically, uh, Toejam and Earl was um, developed by Johnson Vorsanger Productions, later renamed Toejam and Earl Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was published by Sega and first released in October 1991 in the US and uh, Europe. I think I don't have an exact release date for Europe. Um, for the Mega Drive. And these days you can pick it up for about 10 to 20 pounds, yeah. box, unbox, that kind of thing. You managed to get a copy. I did. Yeah, month, again, it's you? just one of those random coincidences. A, yeah. a guy at work... Um, because I, 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 I tend to have got a reputation for someone who hoards old old games and <laughs> you know any old any old tech and stuff. Um, so people, when they want to get rid of something or sell something, I, they they tend to sort of drop me a line and let me know. So, um, uh, guy in work, uh, Mark said, "Oh, I'm selling some old Mega Drive games. You interested?" Um, one of them just happened to be Toe Jam and Earl. So we're like, brilliant. Brilliant. That's, that's, that's that, very perfect timing. Yeah. That's really good timing. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, and that's a good reputation to have at work, by the way. That's, oh yeah, uh, that's yeah. Pretty, I, I, uh, pretty sweet deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Mm. I, I don't know. Don't know if my girlfriend's as enthusiastic about it, but um, yeah, I love picking up old, old bits and pieces and anything people want to get rid of, tech-wise, like old games and stuff. I'd much rather they go into my collection than just end up in a on a shelf in CEX somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. It needs to go to a, you know, someone who's going to value it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, it was um, later re-released on the Wii Virtual Console, RIP, um, and the PSN and Xbox Live Arcade. Do you see that, the Wii Virtual Console, uh, the, Wii, uh, the Wii Shop going yeah. recently? Sadly yeah, sad, sad, sad days, sad days. Yeah, especially yeah. if you uh, spent any money on it, because now all your downloads are gone. You can't ever get yeah. them back. But I hope you, yeah. we, we never breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's a, it's a matter we've been in, been we've dipped our toe in before, haven't we? That all that, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to don't want to beat a dead horse on that one. But. No, we don't. No, no, we don't. So this is anyway, go back to Toe Manel. This is um, described as a roguelike. Um, now, I've I've encountered this roguelike term. For, for a few years now and not knowing about rogue mm-hmm. I've always until now I've struggled to, to really place what that actually means do you know what I mean yeah it's kind of a dungeon crawler in a, in a sense isn't it the, I was going to say I mean I, I'd never played rogue and I'm only, no. only aware of roguelike as a term in, in you know like you say I've heard things being described as roguelike as yeah. far as I understand it with I, I mean obviously we could cheat and look it up on Wikipedia but as far as I understand it it's basically procedurally generated dungeon crawling mm. um, with sort of you know randomised elements of, of things that you can pick up yeah is that yes. about right I think so I think traditionally the dungeon crawlers will go down this one goes up okay right um, so basically, the the story goes that um, Tojam and Earl are two aliens, um, and they've uh, basically crash landed their ship on Earth, and they need to find the ten separate pieces of the spaceship to rebuild it and go back home. Um, and that's kind of the basic plot, really. They come from the planet Funkatron. Mm-hmm. Um, Tojam is a, a sort of a, a spindly kind of uh, red three legged person, and and Earl is uh, sort of a large. Rotund. Uh, rotund, rotund, rotund uh, chap, and they're both very funky. Would you? Would you agree? 
I would I would say that's a, an accurate assessment. Yeah. That's basically why I said, um, you know, uh, you would be more like Toe Jam, I'd be more like Earl, because, yeah. You, yeah. you know, you're spindly. I'm spindly, um, yeah. I'm very you spindly. Know, um, quite rotund and, you know, <laughs> both funky. You know, yeah, un- we are, but we, so. well, absolutely, we are known as the funkiest podcast around by by at least one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, me probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's Toe Jam and Earl. Um, by the way, I hope you come dressed as Earl uh, this evening. I've, uh, I've uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've got my third leg and my big medallion <laughs> thing. <laughs> everything. I was considering uh, coming dressed as a big carrot suit, actually. But uh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was just I was listening to um, a podcast, the the Retro Hour. Uh, recently mm-hmm. and they had um the creator of this on uh, just a couple of weeks ago oh cool uh yeah greg johnson his name is and he's the, he's also the one behind you know behind the whole new game mm. uh bringing it back and everything he's probably very passionate and he i think on that he said that um the characters actually came to him in a dream and really? then he kind of drew, yeah and he kind of drew them down and he realized that they you know that the characters he'd drawn were the exact characters that were in his dream and it's just a funny story, isn't it? This, this... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and they're also originally called uh, Flow Jam and World. Did you get up that little? Um, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a mis um, mishearing yeah. by the by the programmer. I was going to say so he was told someone over the phone and they misheard it, didn't they? And yeah, then they, yeah. Like Sega so, liked it and just went with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's just funny kind of strange coincidental things that brought these two characters into being. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's odd, yeah. Um. So yeah, he's uh, he was a big fan of uh, Rogue, and he wanted to create a game like it, basically. So um, it's kind of the the dungeons themselves are kind of sort of floating chunks of earth, aren't they? Mostly grassy. Yeah. Um, and they're procedurally generated, um, so you know you, different chunks will connect to other certain chunks, and it kind of creates a map map layout that way. And you've got a series of them stacked up. And you go, you you start in one. And you you need to find the elevator to go to the next one. And on certain uh, layers, there will be uh, a missing ship piece. And I think it tells you at the beginning, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. In the first version, it just tells you there's a ship piece here. So basically, it's. I mean, that's a really. It's boiling down. That's the that's the basic gameplay, really. Yeah. Um, on paper, it's that that that's that's it. You just wander yeah. around, pick up your ship piece, and move on to the next level. Yeah, it almost seems too simple, really. But in in that simplicity, I think there's. There is that that kind of brings out the the relaxing element in in a, in a weird way, don't? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um. <clears throat> so, but uh, alongside that, there's this present system, which I didn't understand at all to begin with. <laughs> no. Did you Did you have any difficulties understanding the present system? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's, uh, I, I didn't get it at all when I first played it. No. Basically, there's presents lying around all of the all of the levels, and they give you power ups when you open them or. Mostly power, power, power Well, games. I wouldn't even say mostly. They've got a chance of giving you a power up. Yeah, yeah. So you get things like I don't know. Um, trying to think, was that uh, spring the, shoes? The spring the, shoes, the high tops that let you run around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these are all in the aid of either getting to sort of far-reaching platforms or avoiding the the humans. The humans are your main sort of enemies wandering around. You know the 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 levels, and um, they're pretty zany bunch, aren't they? They are, yeah. They kind of reminded me of the Earthworm Jim kind of um, character aesthetic. Do you know what? You're right, yeah. Mm. Um, I was thinking, like, some of them make me think of... Um, I can't remember the the guy's name, which is, you know, someone's going to 
correct me, I'm sure. Um, but the, the uh, Ren and Stimpy guy. Yeah, I thought you were going to um, say that. Yeah. Um, yes. Like it's particularly the the Cupids um, have got like a, yeah. a, like the devil. They've got a real sort of Ren and Stimpy kind of vibe to them. I they think. do. I never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah. Now that you say that, that I can definitely see that. That it's that sort of um, kind of surreal kind of character design, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and a bit like sort of grotesque in a sort of hyper detailed kind of way. Do you know? Yeah, it's, it's yes, like they exactly. sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think if you look at, if you look at the art, you'll know what I mean. But um, yeah. it's, it's hard to describe. Yeah, yes. There's the devils. There's um, uh, is the, the guy in the carrot suit. I remember seeing him, <laughs> and in the in the new game, he's kind of um, he gives you uh, an opportunity to level up and stuff. Yeah. He's like a he's like a good human but is he is he uh, an enemy in the first one i can't remember i can't remember or i, I couldn't think so i saw him walking around very sort of pensively and it just looked really funny that's the first time i saw him it's just a man in a carrot suit walking just walking <laughs> around was wandering out it's just yeah it's very bizarre but there's him there's um uh, there's like a, a mother with a a, uh, a baby in the in the shop in this uh, trolley you know there's um the geese yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're sort of they're, they're the ones that wander. There's like five of them just wandering around with like a, a cannon firing <laughs> eggs, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just sort of a, a, this zany bunch of of humans that just want to sort of badger you. They, well, as soon as they see you, they basically start following you around, and yeah, as, and once they touch you, then you'll lose a bit of health. Um, and it, it's it's this um this permadeath thing, which is another phrase that gets linked with roguelike whenever you see like these indie games they say oh it's a proper roguelike with permadeath and until now I was like what, what the hell is permadeath but I guess it means you know you go through these levels and you've only got you know a certain number of lives and when you lose them that's it you that's can't, it yeah. that's it you have to just start again uh, with a new sort of procedurally generated set of levels um, so yeah this has permadeath and, and all the rest of it so um, so you're talking about the presence Yes, sorry, the presents. Um, the yeah, you pick you pick up random presents and you can open them, and they'll give you a random thing. And once you've uncovered what that is, you'll then be able to identify any more of those that you pick up that that type. Yeah. So once you pick up the the spring boots, you'll know when you when you pick up another present with spring boots, and you can open it and you know what it is. Uh, there's also one that sort of just randomizes that again, isn't there? Just kind of. <laughs> D- deletes all of that and just rearranges everything so you don't know what they are anymore. Yeah. But I, d- I did find they're just they're, they're nice extra but they don't really get you anything that you wouldn't get without them. Do you find did you find that they're just sort of extras, do you know? What kind I mean? they're, of, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah, kind it, of there it's too. perfectly it's perfectly possible to to not use them and 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 complete the game. I think they're just mm. nice I think to that would have make it, in some cases. Yeah, they would make it a bit more of a boring game if you didn't use them though. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just it, it's just because I, th- I don't know how many there are, but there seem to be quite a lot, and there's even more in the in the new one. Yeah, just a bit more, a bit more interesting layer to the games, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like I, when I was talking about the the Tetris ninety nine and the randomness of it, where you can just suddenly, you know, you can be punished even though you're not doing, you're not playing badly. Yeah. I think there's a, an element of that with some of the, you know, some of the um, the presents will just really hinder you for no, yes. you know, for, for no I d- reason. 
I, at one point, I did get a pair of rocket boots and just immediately just... I didn't know what they were, and I just happened to be right near an edge, and they just immediately throw you off the edge. And then when you fall off of one layer, you go fall back right down to the, the, the layer beneath you. Yeah. And so that happens, again, be near an edge, and just kept going down <laughs> several like floors until I finally was able to control myself. Yeah. So it's a, you really don't know what you're going to get when you, when you open these presents. Did you ever get the total bummer? Um, I think I did. Remind me of what it does. Kills you. Oh, just I, know, I, I can't. I, I've I've seen that, but I don't think I got it. So maybe I read it somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's fair enough. Oh yeah, it just kills you. Yeah, okay, great. There's another one where you get like flashing signs saying he's here, and then like all the all the humans like descend upon you. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of it, really. Um, uh, and it's, it sort of developed quite a, a cult, a bit of a cult following, really, didn't it? It was kind of a, um, it's sort of a, it's a well-known Mega Drive game, isn't it? But I don't, I don't think it sold initially amazing. I don't know how it did for I... sales, but I mean, I know, I never played it as a kid, but I was aware of it. Um, yeah. You know, it was talked about a lot. And yeah, me too. Yeah. They did uh, Sega put out. Um, like a, a set of collectible trading cards um, in right. sort of 91, 92 called um, Power Play, I think they were called. Okay. And there was like 120 of them to collect and each one was, you know, they, they covered like all the big franchises that Sega had at the time. And yeah. I'm pretty sure ToeJam & Earl were, they had their own trading card and stuff in that as well. So, I mean, they were obviously considered by Sega to be like one of the, the, the big sort of yeah. characters on their roster. I think in development they were in talks to, and there were certain people in Sega championing them to be the the, the Sega mascots, and obviously yeah. that didn't didn't pan I out. I can see um, that as well because I mean they yeah. do do they do sort of represent the very sort of they got a very nineties feel about them, don't they? Yeah, and Sega sort of embodied that and that sort of edginess, didn't they? And it's, yeah. it kind of it kind of fits well with them. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's the the this the, the, the sort of the soundtrack of the game as well. It's very kind of funky, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, got, it's really... got that. It's, good. It is, it's a really good soundtrack. It is a really good soundtrack. Yeah, it's very um, uses the the Mega Drive soundtrack really well. It does. Yeah, it's very very kind of catchy, isn't it? Um, it just all the all elements like that kind of really kind of added to that early kind of nineties attitude kind of thing going on that Sega, yeah. you know, really uh, really embraced. I think the game really excels at one of the things it really excels at is making you like toe jam and earl's characters yeah it's kind of because there isn't much in the way of story as we've discussed and it's not a game that's got lots of dialogue and cutscenes or anything like that but they're just funny characters they're just they really, they're just really <laughs> likable characters and you you, yeah. you get a feel for you know they, they've got their own distinctive um sort of personalities that just come through ship purely by the their animation style and the the way they they handle and you know it's that you know communicating their personalities in the in the sort of the, the limited way that the mega drive could mm. um you get, a, you get a really good idea for, for who the characters are, and is it, you know you just yeah. come to like them.
Um, should we move on to the the second one? Yeah. Um, there was a actually there was a, a I don't know when this uh, what point in this there was this light gun kind of mini game wasn't the there? menacer was that, yeah yeah was that between was that before the the sequel or after it I'm you know? not sure I yeah, don't okay. know there was, no I don't have much about it actually to hand but it was it was ready aim tomatoes was it yes yeah yeah someone right. on it Twitter came... told us that didn't they <clears throat> let's <clears throat> let's make sure we give credit where it's due yeah. um have I still got it on my list? Oh, I can't find who said it now. I'll tell you what, we'll look for the name during the break and then we'll, yeah. we'll right. you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And find out we'll... who it was who gave us that information. Yeah, do. Anyway, it, um, I think it was a mini game that came with the, the Menacer light gun, wasn't it? It was, <clears> yeah. Yeah, so that was a, that was another sort of side thing i didn't uh i didn't think to look look that up actually so sorry we haven't really got information about that anyway but it was a thing um but next was toe jam and Earl in panic on funkadron yes which was um uh which took a departure didn't it uh, a genre it did. departure i think i think it's probably a, a very de- conscious decision they didn't call it toe jam and Earl 2 yeah sure yeah yeah uh, anyway, uh, it was released uh, in the US in 1993 and Europe uh, in January 94, uh, again for the Mega Drive, and it's a little bit cheaper, it's around £10 these days, mm-hmm. and again it was also re-released on the Wii Virtual Console, PSN, and Xbox Live Arcade. Um, this is a platformer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think there was pressures from Sega that, uh, you know, they were. I think they were concerned that a lot of people didn't get the, the original, and they wanted to stick to something a little more... You know, conventional for the early '90s, so you know, the, uh, a platformer was the the natural choice for that, I suppose. Yeah, <clears throat> I suppose I can see where they were coming from. Um, I can yeah. see both sides of it, really. Uh, from the yeah. business standpoint, you know, yeah, yeah, I can see it both ways. It's it's a, it's. I think it's considered sort of the black sheep of the the franchise, really, isn't it? It seems to be quite divisive amongst fans well, whether it's a, it was a good direction for the series or, yeah. or not. But um, I it's enjoyed the, it. I thought it was yeah, good. I, thought it was good. I, I I quite liked it as well. Yeah, it's um, I, I think uh, it's been thought of that if you played this game first, you tend to, or certainly in your childhood, you tend to favour this one over the original. It depends yeah. which one you played first. I think a lot of cases. Yeah. But I mean, it's you can see how they didn't want to just make a standard, you know, uh, linear platformer. It's very. It, it, there's still an element of kind of searching and uh, kind of uh, exploration in this. Yeah. You saying? Yeah. Basically, the 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 story goes on their way back from to, from Earth to Funkatron. They they picked up some uh, stowaway Earthlings in their ship, and the Earthlings are now running amok on their home planet and uh, it's up to Toe Jam and Earl to capture them in jars as as you would any stowaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, they're sort of lurking around these kind of 2D levels and sometimes you have to sort of shake uh, sort of trees and another decor to, to, to reveal them and just sort of throw jars at them until they, <laughs> until they get, you know, get captured basically. Yes. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the the meat of it, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, did I mean, you have this? Did you have this as a kid? Sorry, I didn't have it as a kid. No, I played it uh, years later, like again on like a compilation or, yeah. or um, you know, probably on an emulator or something like that. Years after the fact, but okay. um, I think that was the one that I played the most of because 
again, I can see why Sega did what you know you sort of suggested it because everyone's familiar with platformers, yeah. And I think picking up this one, it's just easier to get into this one than it was the first one. So I think this is the one I ended up spending the most time playing. But yeah, um, I can see how they've tried to translate the Toe Jam and Earl gameplay into into a 2D side-scroller. You know, like mm. you say, you've still got the elements of searching and uh, you still got to collect the presents and, you know, it's still got that... It is kind of as, it's as close to the original Toe Jam and Earl as you can get in a side-scrolling format, I think. Yeah, I think so. It kind of it turns on its head a bit when you're, you're looking for things rather than trying to avoid them. But there is... Yeah, there's, there's like a little meter, isn't there, that kind of directs you where they are yeah um and yeah you, you can always kind of go back to previous points in the level in case you miss them so it's got that kind of open-ended kind of structure to it and then it tells once you've got all of them it'll tell you okay you've got all got all the other things you need to head, head to the exit and then you just jump to the next level basically i played a couple of levels that seemed to be the the kind of the basic structure of the game yeah, yeah. um but yeah there was something quite uh quite satisfying about it again it's a little bit different um, some of the mechanics were a little bit weird, like the jumping didn't felt a little bit weird. You seemed to jump really, really high, yeah, quite slowly. It was quite floaty, and you couldn't really move yourself very, very easily while that's, in the air. Did you find that's that? just yeah, I did, but that's that's just the gravity on Funkatron. Oh yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, you got to adjust. You got to adjust. The, yeah, <laughs> it's it's too funky for uh, Earth gravity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Um, yeah. But I you can, can find hidden gateways to the hyperfunk zone. Oh yeah, the hyperfunk zone. Yeah, that's, it's like a little sort of uh, endless runners bef- runner before endless runners were a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. The hyperfunk zone. You kind of have to go along these kind of uh, twisting. They're almost kind of um, what do you call those musical bar things? Do you know what I mean? I know like what you mean. When you read music and like you see the notes, they're the bars. That the, yeah, that the, the, the notes sit on. Yeah, but you've got to go through this on a, on a sort of winding path that's made up of them, and you kind of uh, quavers. Are they quavers or is that I think the quavers is the thing. <laughs> that's a crisp. Yeah, I think the quaver. No, hang on. Is it? That's like one of the the things that starts it, isn't it? Like the the little is it? anyway. Or a clef or a. These are all words that are related to it, but I don't know if they're the right words. Anyway. <laughs> There's like teleports that take you back to the level, isn't there? And you have to avoid them, but then you you pick up. I don't know what. What do you pick up? In the... I think you just pick up presents, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm crap yeah. at it, so I never got. I don't think I. No, I, I never got, got very far, far with it. either. Yeah, <laughs> it does reappear in the new game, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else to say about this game. Um, kind of divisive. If you if you were a big fan of the first one, it would be I can see it would be a bit like what the hell what the hell is this kind of thing. But yeah, as you say, we can see both sides of it. You know why they yeah why they no, I think they had their arm twisted by Sega. To be fair, yeah, the powers that be. I think um, from what I've heard, the uh, Greg Johnson really wanted to do a, a proper sequel, but he could, you know he's forced into it. Much the same case with the third one, which we'll talk about as well. They call me Earl and I don't say that much so I'm just cruising in the funky flow, you know Everybody round, know they moving at high speed I'm chilling it down, you know, moving at my speed Everybody tripping, getting up in your face Gotta stay cool, gotta take it at your own pace The third one uh, is uh, it's quite a gap 
uh, we're going moving straight to the Xbox original now for the third one. Yes. Um, jump to 3D. So that was released in the US in October 2002 and uh, in Europe in March 2003. Well, we um, say jump straight to the Xbox, but it was in development for the, the Dreamcast originally. It was, yes. Yeah, I think I heard Nintendo 64 at some point as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I just thought it was mentioned at some point. I think it was a bit of a... Um, it was the kind of thing that was kind of meaning to come out for quite a while now and kind of worked on. And originally it was going to be a kind of a 3D reimagining of the original game. Mm. And I think there is a Dreamcast. I didn't get around to looking at it, actually. I meant to. But there is a Dreamcast um, uh, kind of uh, incomplete version kicking about that you can play. Yeah. That's. I haven't um, played it. I was, again, I, I intended to for this show, but I didn't get around to it. But um, Yeah. Yeah, it is out there in the usual places if you if you want to track it down. Yeah, and um, that's supposed to be you know similar to the, the the final version, but a lot more more like the original from what I hear. Mm. Um, but I think basically in this one, um, again they were put. I think they were starting out with a, this this kind of three D version of the original, but they were pushed and pulled by kind of the powers that be. I think Sega were were publishing this as well. Um, and they were kind of pushed and pulled into making it uh, in, more in keeping with the games of, of the time, really kind of adding things like bosses and missions and that kind of thing Yeah. to kind of, you know, set more of a kind of a structure to it, I suppose. Um, I must admit, I didn't get around to playing this. I um, played it, but I didn't put much time into it. It didn't, it didn't click with me. It's, no. it's good. It's not. It's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. But mm. I don't know. It just didn't click with me. It's as simple mm. as that. It's one of those games where you know the, it's perfectly. It's a perfectly competent game. Um, you know the the art style and music and everything. Everything seems to be right. Uh, but it just didn't. Just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Mm. I saw a fair bit of it on YouTube. It's kind of I can see where the origin where where the sort of the original idea ends and the, these new ideas begin really because they kind of you kind of land on Earth and you you pick up several different missions uh, from sort of these sort of gospel singing cave dwellers yes. for some reason <laughs> and they they tell you to okay you need to you need to funkify all the humans or you need to find all these keys or you need to you know do this and that and then go then find the you know the elevator and it just gives you lots of sort of mission and lots of kind of busy work to do in the levels rather than you know finding ship i think they need to find the album the legendary albums of funk or something like that yeah in this game yeah, yeah. for lamont the funkopotamus that's right yeah naturally um and yeah it introduces a new character doesn't it leticia yes yeah and there's quite a little quite a bit of um i don't know risque content would you say particularly if you especially if you consider it kind of a kind of a kid's game yeah, I suppose. I never really thought of it as a. I guess I never thought of it as a kids' game. Well, maybe not, but it's got that kind of an aesthetic that kids, you know, quite colourful. Yeah. You know, and basically, the, 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 I saw the opening sequence, and it involves them with a. Uh, Toe Jam's got a video camera, and they've all got. They've all fully voiced this time. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say they did. There's a lot more. Um, 
attempt to you know give the characters voices and uh, more sort of cutscenes and interactions and you know it's um certainly taken advantage of of the you know the capabilities of the console yeah yeah and they've got for it's very much entrenched in kind of the, the sort of rap hip-hop kind of universe of which i know nothing frankly. yeah but um that's that's the impression it gave to me anyway and at one point uh toe jam's got this camera and it's kind of the the front the the, the um the first few cut scenes is, is taken from the viewpoint of this camera and they're sort of walking along and he actually focus, oh, zooms in on you were, yes, zooms right. in on on her rear end <laughs> I've forgotten that. You're absolutely yeah, right. I wonder right. where you were going then. I was like, I was thinking risque content. I don't well, I mean, remember, risque is probably not the right you're, word, you're but kind on. of, you know, a bit pushing it a bit. I think, I think in America I had a teen rating, um, and I think that's what I would I would call it kind of teen kind of content rather than anything younger than that. Really, hmm. just kind of you know implying things like that, but not actually any any offensive content or anything really. Yeah. Yeah, I'd completely forgotten about it. I, <laughs> I think well, because you've got um, in the in the sort of the first few levels, you've got loads of like little cheerleader girls hanging around, don't you? And you yeah. kind of have to funkify them, and they say various things. At one point, I'm I'm sure one of them says, "My dad says he can kick Earl's ass" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 kind of stuff like that, stuff that's kind of pushing it just as far as they can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, I don't think the game did particularly well with with critics and and fans generally. Um, I mean, it did, it did okay. I think it's getting scores like six out of ten, that kind of thing. You know, I was going to say sort of six and sevens across the board. I think generally. But, yeah, um... I think the general consensus was that it sort of missed its mark a bit. Maybe I think um, going back to the the retro podcast I heard recently, I think uh, he he said it just. Um, it didn't find its audience on the Xbox. I think no. the Xbox at the time was considered quite a sort of a hardcore kind of, you know, people who are really into their games kind of thing, more of a mature audience maybe that didn't quite get it, didn't... didn't... Kind of. I mean, when you look at the, the library of the original Xbox as a whole, mm. um, there aren't many there aren't many games like that. You know, there aren't mm. many games like Toe Jam and Earl, sort of bright, colourful games. I think it was... It was that era when games started to be sort of beige and brown and grey shooters, yeah. you know. Yes, yeah. You know, I'm not saying everything's like that. The, the the Xbox has got plenty of it, plenty plenty of sort of quirky games as well. But I mean, mm. that not was, many. It was beige shooters that were were getting the sales at the time. Yeah, not many exclusives. I think I had a few that were also on the GameCube and PS2, but. I think Blink's the Time Sweeper may have been another one. That's what I was thinking. Blink's the Time yeah, Sweeper. Yeah, that's. But there's not many other. Um, you know, original, you know, exclusive ones on the original Not Xbox like, like that, think I think. Of, no. Yeah, I mean, I had the console and I was, I, I mean, I, I didn't see this at the time actually, but I mean, those are the kind of games that I was still interested in, but mm. this one kind of passed me by. I think I didn't, wasn't really aware of it at the time. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I kind of have on it really. It's, um, it's a bit of an, bit of an oddity, I suppose. It's my least favourite of the series. Yeah, I think that'd be fair to say. It's the, most, it's the you know, even people. going back and revisiting it for for the show, it's the one I spent the least time with. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, I can't say there's anything particularly bad about it. It, it, it you know, the gameplay is is fine. Um, mm. You know, the voice work and stuff is pretty good for the time. Mm. Um, the graphics are fine. 
I, everything is fine. It's just I don't know. It just was missing. It's just missing that that spark that made that you know that makes you want to keep playing. I think. Um, yeah. That's just for me personally. But it, it's not a yeah. bad game by any stretch of the imagination. It just didn't didn't float mm. my boat. Yeah. Do you think it would have done any better if it had stuck to its if they had stuck to their guns and just sort of made, you know, the game that they wanted to make at the time? Do you think that would have made a difference to them then? Or was it, or with was Sega right and that no one would have bought, bought it at that time? It's hard to know, really. Isn't it's it? hard to know. I mean, I think, I think now is the right time for it to be coming out because I think there yeah. is, you know, there's people of our age who, you know, remember games like that or remember these. Mm. You know, they've got um, enough nostalgia for these old franchises. I'm not saying that these things sell on nostalgia alone, but I think, mm. you know. There is a demand for, you know, there is a sort of swinging demand back to more sort of indie, less sort of Hollywood style games, just more quirky little titles. And I think there is a market for that now where there probably wasn't as much of a market for that back then. So, you know, I think, I don't know, like you say, it's impossible to really say. I think they might have struggled if they'd have released you know another one in the in the format of the first game um yeah. around that time i don't know i admit it might have struggled to find an audience even more but i mean you know these things are, are hard to predict aren't they mm. i mean the good thing about now compared to then is that you know gaming is so sort of wide and diverse mm. that no matter how kind of obscure or unfashionable your game may be as long as you you're not sort of over you you're spent overspending on it for the audience you you can achieve, then there's always an audience there. Do you yeah. know what I mean, whatever the game is, there's an audience for it. And as long as your kind of budget matches that, and you're not overspending compared to the people who will buy it, you know, you're going to make a success. You're small, well, there's you know, so many uh, ways to make... you know. Back then, you were tied to a publisher. Basically, you had yeah. to get a big publisher on board, and you had to buy dev kits from the you know. There's all these barriers of entry, but now you've got you know we've got crowdfunding, which the you know the 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 new game was um, partially crowdfunded. Yes. Um, you've got things like Steam. Uh, the Nintendo eShop seems to be you know a really popular place for indie developers. There's so many yeah. ways to to get your game off the ground and get it out to people, and it's just a completely different ecosystem than it was back then. So I think it is. you know there's there's games that will flourish now that just wouldn't have had a chance you know back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Previously, it was just there was there was too, too much money had to be spent, so your game had to be kind of big and it had to be successful. Mm. Whereas now that's that's not the case. You can make you can have a success with a a small say, a small scale success and come away with a, a good game that people love, and you can really make something of it rather than making something that's seen as a a failure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, okay, so that's that's kind of the, the three games up till now, and. You know, big another big long gap, and now we're here in 2019 with Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Back in the groove. Back in the groove. Anyway, should we take a short break before we um, discuss? Get back in the groove. Before we get back in the groove, indeed. There you go. <laughs> that's why that that's. That's why they chose us. Professional. You know I mean? Professionalism. Can they take yeah. a steam key away? Because I think they probably will after they've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Revoked. <laughs> Yeah, don't let them hear it. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a sec. Let's take a break then. Um, And then, yeah, we'll be back. Yo, Earl, take the wheel. I'm going to go in the back and grab a drink. Hey, Luanda, you want something? (laughs) 
Excuse Toe jam. I think Letitia might be thirsty, too. Oh, uh, I'll get you something, too, Letitia. Thanks a lot. Why are we going back to Earth anyway? Toe jam said he wanted to impress Lawanda. Wait, what? I didn't say that. So that's why we kind of borrowed Lamont Chip. Wait, what? You took Lamont Chip without asking him? Look, look. Isn't that Earth right there? Wow, it's so big and so quiet. Earl, crank up the megawatt speakers and let's lay some funk on these earthlings. Alright. Let's punch the bass, Earl. Fire up the auxiliary mega subwoofer. Okay, um... That's the red button. Yeah, but, uh... Just hmm. press it. Okay. Earl, wait! No! Is it Welcome back in the groove. That's even worse than the the, the, the action. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. We're we're professionals here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so um, Back in the Groove, uh, developed by Human Nature Studios, directed by Greg Johnson, and physical versions are being published by Limited Run Games. Yes. Mm, That's right. I see you've uh, put an order in already. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, it probably spoils the, the you know, our, our verdict on the game, but um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Uh, yeah, I, loved I it. did. So too. it's really, really good. Yeah, and we'll any physical version, <laughs> you know, I, I would have gone for the collector's edition, but I just didn't. I just yeah. couldn't stretch to it. But I, I definitely sure. got put in the um, a pre-order for the the Switch version because um, I think it's a game that really. It just feels a really good fit for the Switch. Um, it does, yes. It's. Um, I mean, I with the Switch, I'm focusing a lot more on sort of smaller scale games. Mm. Personally, like the little indies, I'm, I'm building up a bit, a little bit, not a collection really, but you know, a, a little bit of a focus on indie games rather than the bigger ones on the yeah. Switch because it just it kind of works on that console, really, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, I pre-ordered the the physical version. Um, I think there's still time to do it as well. So yeah, I um, think it's still open. Yeah, you know, I haven't done so yet. I, the show, I'm go do seeing it. if I can fit it in the budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all it's also releasing on Steam, Switch, PS4, Xbox One on the first of March. So if you're hearing this podcast today, it comes out. It's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. And um, the the Steam version is on all platforms as well. Uh, yeah, that's on, right. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, really. I love it when games support Linux. So yeah. and the Linux version um, seems to work fine. So brilliant, love it. Yeah, excellent. And yeah, so after you know two sort of botched attempts at making the sequel that he wanted to make, Greg Johnson finally gets to to, to make the true return to the original game that he's always wanted. I think in this, um, it's it's basically like like the first game that we described, only with tons more stuff in it. Would you yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's the essence of the first game, but in a really refined way. The, yeah. You know, it's really it's just tightened everything up a bit and taken advantage of um, you know the the uh, modern um, consoles and platforms to really bump up the graphics and sound and it's just everything. It's how I imagine if the first game was made today. If this if this was the first entry in the series, it's yeah. you know it's how it would be. Exactly. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's two D kind of animation on a kind of a three D. Well, it's kind of at a three D angle, isn't it? In terms of you know, further away characters are smaller. Yeah. You know, on kind of a three D kind of looking terrain, I suppose. Very similar looking to the original. Very sort of grassy. Um, you can actually see the layers underneath. 
I love that. Oh, it's really cool. There's it's like a, there's a, really like nice a smaller, a scaled back version of the of the underneath layer. Uh, we, we even with moving characters in it and stuff. So if you fall, you can see where you're going to land. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really nice touch. Um, it's got online co-op as well, which we didn't get around to trying. We didn't sadly. get around to, to trying that. Uh, yeah. It's just I mean, that's the other to, to get the because uh, we don't live in we you know we record this over Skype. Um, you know we yeah. don't live in even the same part of the country. So no. getting our our schedules and our free time to match up was um, you know proved a bit difficult. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't confirm if it was uh, actually even possible in this trial version because I did. I did occasionally check to see if anyone else was online playing it. But every time I booted it up, and I couldn't see anyone, so I don't know if that cause, that's because you know. I had so the same people... thing every time I, I opened it up to see if there was other players online. There was never anyone online, so I don't know yeah. if that that part of the, the the game is functional yet. Yeah, possibly not, but I'm sure it will be by by launch. Mm. Um, but uh, we we sort of haven't touched on this, but co-op is a big part of the the original game as well. A big sort of um, uh, it was a big thing that they wanted to put in the original and managed to do it um, in this kind of split screen. I think you can kind of play two different layers at once and sort of find these find the the ship bits kind of separately, can't you? Yeah, I think there's um, there's a big uh, aspect of this game as well. I think you can kind of send each other presents. Yeah. Um, including like uh, negative result presence. So you can, <laughs> if you want to be a complete, you know, a <laughs> uh, complete uh, annoying person, you can uh, yeah send someone a you know a, a present that sets them on fire or <laughs> you know <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. That kind of yeah. non-cooperative cooperative play. I think that's um you know it kind of let, lets you play how you want. It's yeah. really good. Um, got a nice little uh, animated intro. Um, basically, all the the gang of uh, Return to Earth, um, and uh, Earl accidentally presses the uh, the black hole generator button, which all ships, you know, have, yeah. and manages to suck Earth and the ship in this black hole. And they, um, I think, basically have to do the whole thing again, really, just to find the ship parts and escape. Um, so yeah, light on story. Um, heavy on laughs and you know <laughs> yeah, guys if you're looking for uh, advertising slogans you know okay, so there's a there's a tagline light on story heavy on laughs heavy yeah. on laughs but it is it's a very very colorful very entertaining game um full of uh, these zany characters once again sort of a lot of returning guys from the the first game a lot of new ones um let me ask you about one element of it yeah. in particular um now I don't know. I just played it on the on default settings. I just picked it up and started, you know, start new game and just went for it. Yeah. So I don't know if there's an option to change this. If there's like an easy mode or something that would that would change this feature. But uh, you mentioned in the first game, um, there's 25 um, levels that you have to work your way through mm. uh, with ship pieces hidden on each level. Uh, in the first one, when you reach a level. It will give you a little notification saying there's a ship piece on this level or there's yeah. not a ship piece. Um, yeah. So you know which levels are you know you need to explore more fully to find to try and find the ship piece. Yeah, that doesn't seem to happen on the new one. There's no notification at all. So you've got uh, no there idea. There is no. There is a little icon at the top next is to the level there? name. There's a ship icon, and that uh... tells you where whether there whether or not there's a ship piece there. 
I completely yeah. missed that. Yeah. Does it there tell is, you? Um, does, does it is it like a? Does it tell you that at all, or did you just figure that out? It tells you in the tutorial mode. There's a little tutorial mode. Takes about half hour. It's kind of a condensed version of the game, ah. and they're they're sort of generally smaller levels, and you've got lots of uh, sort of hints telling you how to play the game based all these different features. And I would recommend playing that, especially for brand new players, um, just to see. But certainly all this new stuff that they've added, all the new you know how to play it. And it, it, at one point, it definitely tells you about. <clears throat> look for the icon next to the level name and it'll tell you there's a shit piece there so uh, ah, see i missed that <laughs> yeah i can see that must be really frustrating then because you were probably searching every level well no but see that that was because my point was i i thought that was quite a, a, a an interesting choice because if you didn't if you know for definite there's no ship piece there i think you're more inclined to just rush through and find oh, yeah. the, the elevator and move on to the next bit yeah, so i i I was thinking it was more of a, a a move to try and encourage people to explore the levels a bit more. But yeah, yeah. Clearly, it's just not me, me not paying attention. So uh, ignore it. Carry on. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's there. That's there. If you want it, you can ignore it though. If you want an extra challenge, you just not look at it. <laughs> never look at the top. Apparently, that's what I um, did. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't see it in the options anyway to turn on or off notification so um yeah but uh yeah as you say it's 25 levels um i did complete it last just last night actually um yeah yeah i mean uh when each time you complete it you can unlock a new character as well there's like there's extra well originally you start with new toe jam new earl and old school toe jam and old school earl don't you uh you can also unlock like the t-shirt and uh another new female character whose name escapes me but there's also like Earl's mum yeah. and like uh, I think Toe Jam's cousin and, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty good. I mean, it gives you an incentive to kind of play it again. You get the the random generated levels as well. You can also play fixed levels as well. So yeah. I think it it um, kind of lays it out for you. Did you encounter the permadeath thing? Yeah, I did uh, die uh, on one playthrough. I think. Did you notice um, it deletes your game save? Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it's a, that. It's a bold move these days, isn't it? Yeah. But it is kind of the spirit, the whole spirit of the roguelike, I think. Um, and even now, as I said earlier, you get games advertising, per, you know, new indie games call themselves roguelikes advertising permadeath. So I think it's, you know, it's still very much a thing in that kind of realm. I guess yeah. if you're not used to those kind of games, it is kind of annoying. Because in other genres, it's not really done, not really the done thing these days to kind of, you know, delete your game and make you no. start again. I didn't but expect the, it. I, 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 yeah, it was, it was a, it was a surprise. But it did, it wasn't an annoying surprise. It was more like no. a, you know, a grinned like, oh, okay, yeah, well done. Yeah, I but, mean, um, a single, yeah, a single playthrough of the game isn't going to take you hours and hours. It'll probably oh, no, take you no. an hour to an hour and a half, maybe something like that. Yeah. Two hours possibly. Um, so if you, if that happens to you, it's not like it's not going to be the end of the world. I think it happened to me about when well, I got about six shit pieces. I think. Um, I think it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's a part of the part of the game, really. It yeah. wouldn't be the same without it, I think. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of anything else. Uh, I'm sure there's lots more to say. They have a lot more. Uh, well, they include a lot of ideas from the other games, really, don't they? They've got yeah. the um, what's what's the name of it? the Funk Zone, the 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 endless running thing. Oh, the Hyperfunk Zone. The Hyperfunk Zone. That's the one. It's got that in it. 
It's got the the beat matching kind of rhythm. Yeah, the beat matching game. mini game. Yeah, I'm terrible at rhythm games. Know that know this if you ever if you ever happen to pick a rhythm game for the for a book club, I'm god awful at rhythm <laughs> games. I just can't. I have no rhythm whatsoever. I just can't do them. I think it's it, <coughs> it trips you up because the first time I did it, because um, either there's there's a couple of ways that the beat matching games will work. Either you will give you one to copy, um, mm. or it'll ask you to set one. Yeah, um, interesting idea that one. Yeah, and the first time I did it, because it's um, you get the more complicated uh, the beat you set, the higher the score. Yeah. Um, so I did like a super complicated one, but then it <laughs> asks you to do it back again. Yes, and it it really tripped me up the first time. I was like, oh no! But <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a really neat idea. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't like match the the bars or anything. They were just coming in at really random points, and then I just found just found it impossible <laughs> to do it again afterwards. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you, I'm going to. Um, I I took a couple of videos. Uh, I think I did one of the tutorial mode and and sort of about half of a randomly generated world, so you can see my terrible efforts uh, when I upload them to YouTube later. Awesome. Um. Uh. Yeah. So all the presents, loads of new presents. I think. Um. Yeah, can, any any uh, favourites spring to mind, the present-wise? No. <laughs> no favourites? No. I don't, tend to get the, them... I don't tend to get the good presents. That's the trouble. <clears throat> no, I, don't. I, I just I have don't. bad you... luck. I always get the bad presents. That's right, yeah. But you get some quite cool ones. You get turn invisible briefly. You can you know, run quicker. You can um, uh, get an inner tube for, for floating on the water. By the way, in in either this one or the first one, how long did it take you to realise that you can actually swim in the water? Oh, well, I I've, I realised that quite quickly. Oh, did you? It took yeah. Me, I was avo- I was mainly in the first one, I think. I was avoiding the water for the longest time, and I kind of got to a point where I couldn't get to, like, an island in the middle. And I thought, how are you supposed to do that? And I accidentally just fell in the water. Oh, you can swim in the water. Only for a brief period, though. You don't get, yeah, it, you don't get long. You get uh, however much health you've got. It starts draining. Yeah. And then when you get back to land, you get get back to where you were, health wise. But yeah, it's um, and there's sharks swimming in a lot of the pools of water as well, so you gotta be careful. Um, some of the enemies, uh, the yodeling naked man in the box, that was a bit of a highlight. Uh, the ice cream van, did you see the ice cream? Yes. Yeah. That is a, that is a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're a family-friendly podcast, so I can't use some of the words I want to describe this ice cream van. But he takes out like so much of your health oh, if yes. you just hit him. And that's the th- these these um, enemies are quite quick. The whole game runs at a much quicker pace than the original. Yeah, it does. it's one of the first things you'll probably notice if you've played the original. The you can move a lot quicker, and you can level up as well. You'll get a lot of XP with whatever you do. You get these XP points, and then when you reach to a certain level, you can go to and see the Carrot Man, and he'll give you um, uh, a level up. Basically, yeah. You can, increase things like your speed and your health bar and stuff like that so there's there's that added element as well sometimes i find myself looking for the carrot man as well you don't get to choose what you upgrade <coughs> though do you it's sort of no. it, it's sort of randomized like the like the rest of the game really you it will you it will randomize um the is it three things that will improve and you you mm. you might get a higher speed or more energy or yes yeah, so i think is, I can't remember you that. can't assign the points where you want them to go that's right there is a random element to it yeah um yeah there's uh, there's all sorts of sort of bushes and houses to shake to reveal you know things like money and power presence and stuff i really liked the the, the shaking the houses thing because you hear that whenever you do it yeah. you hear these voices saying oh, leave us alone <laughs> <laughs> like this earlier alien terrorizing all the 
humans living in their houses is quite a fun idea. Yeah. Um, I think that that comes from the second one, really, doesn't it? Because you can shake things to reveal the humans in that. So there's all, all sorts of these ideas that come from the other games as well, which is quite nice. A kind of a little nod to those games as well. One of so the all... most irritating characters, I wouldn't necessarily, it's not an enemy per se, but were the Hula Girls. Oh, yes. Yeah. If these you... have come from the original as well. Yeah. They, 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 if it's a hula dancer, and if you go anywhere near her, you basically freeze and do the, this hula dance for you know, a couple of seconds, and then you can, you can't move very far before you do it again. I'm it takes say, you ages to get away from it. It takes ages to get away. Yeah, and then if there's any other more aggressive enemies around, then, then that's it, basically. The enemies in general will come for you, and they, they come at a pretty quick pace, and particularly early on, until you level up enough, you can't really escape them. They're, you know, they're right on your tail quite a lot, and it's very difficult to shake them. Um, and then they'll hit you. They'll they'll usually just hit you once, and then sort of wander away, won't they? But yeah. It, when they've got like several following you, it can get a bit stressful. That's the thing. You can get swamped quite <coughs> easily, especially as the, the the stages get more difficult and the higher up you go. Yeah, um, definitely. They're, they're everywhere. They are everywhere, and it's very difficult to avoid them sometimes. Uh, there is like a little sneak button. If you hold down uh, one of the buttons, you can um, sneak carefully. But I don't know how well that hides you, to be honest. I think I can. I have a tendency to get very frustrated with games sometimes, if I, especially mm. if I feel like the game's being unfair. Or yeah, too, um, yeah. again, I, I'm, I'm coming back to Tetris. But um, mm. what what I found frustrating about Tetris '99 was um, the fact that I felt if I lost, it wasn't because I was doing something wrong or I wasn't playing the game well. It's just because it was randomly decided that. Um, I was going to lose. Um, And if there's that kind of element of, you know, if it feels unfair, I tend to get quite frustrated with the game and I'll I'll quite often turn off a game if it gets to that point. Yeah. But I think there's something about Tocham and Earl where I didn't get that, even though there is that element of randomness. And, you know, there's some real, really cruel twists of fate sometimes and you'll get, you know, knocked down a few levels and the whole mm. permadeath thing. Even mm. even when I got the permadeath and I realised it had deleted my game save, <laughs> I just found it funny. I didn't really yeah. find it irritating. It's it's just got that a real sort of charm about it. There is a charm to the game. It's very difficult to explain why, but there is a very, it's very difficult to hate this game. Yeah. It's it just is. so, it's just so funny, just so charming. And it's such a cliche, um, but it has got that one more go kind of factor, hasn't yeah, it? it? Where does, you, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you you'll you you'll get so far, you'll get knocked back, and you think, oh, I'll just have another go. I'll just have another yeah. quick go. Just one more level. Just you know, one more just level. One, yeah, it it definitely does. Yeah, and as as we said earlier, it's it's still got that very simple kind of concept. All you're doing is going from level to level, find trying to find the ship pieces, and then trying to find the elevator. But there's just something about it that's very engrossing, and very, you just want to sort of explore and, and see what you can find, and kind of play with everything, shake every bush, you know, kind of. Um, it, it's just it's just a, a game that's just con, con, just constantly trying to, um, you know, pull you in every different direction, and and you know, keeps you in, in, interested, really, doesn't it? Yeah. And it rewards. It, it does reward exploration of the levels. I think. If yeah, you, definitely. Yeah. If you rush through. You know, you're not really you're 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 not really letting yourself enjoy the game the way it should be. I think you you know you do need to explore and and try and unveil as because I found myself a few times even when I'd got the um, 
got the ship piece and the elevator, there were still parts of the map because uh, you get like a little mini map and it and sort of mm. unveils as you go. Mm. Um, and I'd still be exploring the map just because I wanted to see what was there and what what sort yeah. of crazy characters were knocking about up there. Mm. Especially as it's randomly generated because yeah. you always want to. It's quite intriguing to see how it's kind of laid out the map and, and you know sometimes it has very interesting kind of patterns and these sort of long thin stretch stretches that almost seem like they've been designed in the way they're laid out you know what i mean like it's um yeah it's, it's, there's something very intriguing about the whole the whole game really yeah. yeah yeah so yeah i mean i think it goes without saying that we'd recommend this oh absolutely absolutely. what's what's the price point on this do you know i think it's going to be 20 dollars 20 pounds 20 dollars i don't know though we'd have to check and see um but i think i think it's going to be going around uh, sort of the 20 dollar price point yeah yes what was the physical one it was about 30 dollars something wasn't it i can't remember now because uh, you got i it came to about fifty pounds for me, but I think that's because yeah. it's international shipping and yeah, import yeah. taxes so, and VAT and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but, um, yeah. it wasn't ex- the, the game itself was not expensive. No, so I think um, it's yeah. We can't get, we haven't got the price to hand, but I think it's a fairly reasonable price point. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. for, for the for the let, let's assume it's going to be uh, twenty five dollars just for the sake mm. of argument. It's well worth it at that price. Yeah, you know, you're going to get. Mm. It, way more than that enjoyment out of it yeah there's a fair bit of replay value i think with all the different randomly generated levels and the unlockable characters and i have a feeling there's quite a few unlockable extras and things like that so i think they've kind of i get the feeling they've jam-packed a lot of kind of secrets and and things and especially um, with like you say we didn't get a chance to play it but i can imagine with (coughs) a co-op mode um that game's just going to be bags of fun if you had two people playing it together and especially you know firing presents at each other and stuff Um, (laughs) absolutely you know it's 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 got it's got the ability to end friendships i think but um i think so it's probably (laughs) best it's probably best that we didn't uh, play it to be honest (laughs) together (laughs) But no, I really enjoyed it. I, I went into it not not really knowing what to expect, um, yeah. and I came away really liking it. And, yeah, excellent. You know, if I if we didn't like it, we'd tell you. But it's great. Mm. I loved it. Yeah, and I got me too. I no hesitation in in ordering it. Um, you know, the the physical version. I know I can. It's going to be. I can see why they're going with. Um, it's limited run. Who were publishing it? I think. Aren't yeah. They? yeah. Um, I can see why they're going with limited run rather than you know trying to get a, a big publisher on board to just put it out there. Um, mm. You know, mm. main. You know, on main sale for everyone. But um, I th- I think it's worth supporting getting the physical one because. It, we like physical games, and it. I think mm. it's it's well worth it, and especially yeah. with the. Um, the amount of effort that's been put into the physical release as well. If you look at the collector's edition, um, you know, they, they've really tried to match the theme of the game with the collector's edition. Um, they've yeah. even got like um, uh, blind bags for the um, the human characters. Oh, um, really? So, oh, yeah. that's amazing. So that's each, awesome. each, like, the, it's randomized just like the game. Um, it's oh, really, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really quite neat. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just love supporting stuff like that. So, um, yeah. yeah. It's a, a, a big recommendation for me. Yeah, absolutely. We had a few comments on Twitter about the series in general. Yeah. Because um, we put that out. I'm going to read out uh, a few. So um, uh, this one's more of a response to my message, actually. But um, at Jaw Go Go Art 
um, who I think has a YouTube, uh, we'll, we'll explain it in a minute. Uh, I would love to watch your podcast when it comes. I actually cover the series on my channel if you're interested, and I oh, do awesome. plan on covering back in the groove. Yeah, so go and check him out. Uh, his name is at Jojo, jo, sorry, at Jaw Go Go Art. Um, yeah, I did have a, a look at his uh, Toji Amadeo 3 video. Actually. It's pretty good. Yeah, give him, give him, go and give him some love. It's a, what, is it, if we got a link to his YouTube. Uh, I don't to hand, but I think he, I think that his name was the YouTube channel. So okay. just look, Jaw Go Go Art, you'll find him. Um, in my short opinion, despite not having a strong history, this series is made with passion, and there's nothing like it. Yeah, yeah totally agree with that. So um, at Keith White uh, Junior, sorry, uh, Keith White Junior, and he's at Keith with an F White Jr. Um, and this was the the gentleman who uh, we were talking about with the uh, the the Menacer mini game earlier yeah. on. Uh, the first memory that comes to mind is buying a Sega Menacer on clearance from Toys R Us. Interestingly, he's done at Toys R Us there. I'm not sure who's picking that up now. Um, uh, and the feeling of uh, shock and delight to see Ready Aim Tomatoes on the six-game cart. It was literally months before I even tried any other of the other games. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was on a, uh, just on a side note, that was on a six-game cartridge. I'm not yeah. sure what else with, but... Uh, the yeah. one that makes me... Uh, it, I, do, I do... Remember, I wanted to mention this. Um, was yeah. one of the uh, the first actual uh, interactions I had with Toe Jam and Earl was uh, when I was a kid. I had mm. a copy. I borrowed a copy of Art Alive, which was like Sega's yes. equivalent yeah, yeah. of Mario Paint. Yes, I did read that they were in that as well. They actually. were in yeah. that as so, like little yeah. stamps that you could sort of put down okay. in in the backgrounds and things. So I cool. think that was the first time I actually saw them in the in the flesh. On yeah. the Mega Drive in the in yeah. the flesh, in the flesh of sorts, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, Edward Torres at Murderstorm one one seven. I've always loved Toe Jam and Earl, and always hoped a new game would release. Now we're only six days from launch. That's right. I told him to hang on in there. It's coming soon. Um, and then um, someone who calls himself Loser on the Internet. I'm sure that's not true. At Big Mac o five o eight. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl is the game I played most with my father. When I heard it was getting a sequel, my dad instantly pre-ordered it. That's top awesome. Dad. Yeah, top dad. Well done. Very good. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, I, I, that kind of that shows you the, the the sort of co-op nature, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, the fact that uh, this guy and his dad was, um, you know, that into the uh, that into the game together. That's lovely. Yeah, really I good. love I, I love that. Even if it were, even if it was any other game, I just love the fact that you know. Or you know, dad and son, or dad and daughter yeah. playing together, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome. It's I, I love that. Yeah, that I do too. Aspect yeah. of gaming is great. Yeah, it's lovely. It brings people together. Games. Yeah, really does. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it, really, on our on our Cho Jamanil special. Um, it's been really cool because this is a series that I haven't really uh, played before, so it's really interesting to get it all in one go, almost all in one go. Um, uh, yeah, it's been it's a really it's a really cool game. Definitely, it is. it's one I'll be playing again. I think. Oh, definitely, um, definitely. You know, um, I, I, both the first version and the and the the new one. Um, I think the new one, you know, exceeds the the original definitely. I think it's got everything the original had, but tons more. Um, yeah, fantastic games. Yeah, and I think it's clear from the original games and the new ideas that have been put into the new game. Mm. It's clear that they've still got bags of ideas for, yes. for Toe Jam and Earl, and it's yeah. clear that you know they've still got the passion for it and they're still excited about making these games. Yeah. I really hope it kind of 
you know, I hope it's not the last we see of Toe Jam and Earl. Um, I mean, it's obviously, the game isn't even out yet, so it's too early to be talking about a sequel and stuff. But I hope it, it gives enough momentum back to the series that, you know, we see them we see them again. I, I don't want this to be, you know, the, the last we see of Toe Jam and Earl. I yeah. think it's, 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 it's got potential to carry on, and they're just really likeable characters. So Very much, yeah. I hope it, it you know, long may it continue. Mm. Yeah, second that, absolutely. Cool. Excellent. Right. um, Shall we uh, move on? Not much more to say, but we do have to uh, discuss what's happening next episode. Yes, we do. Um, So the next episode, uh, it it was going to be your pick for uh, the book club pick, uh, but there's been a bit bit of a change of plan. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to be having a guest on the next show. Yeah. Really, really uh, excited about this. Yeah, really, it's really, really excited. Yeah, really exciting time. So, um, we're going to be having uh, uh, one of the guys from uh, Retro Electro Models, who we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just get get the message open that I've been talking to the guy about uh, yes. because uh, he's going to be uh, picking the game that we're going to play. Mm. Um, and it's a game that's completely out of my comfort zone. So let me just get, <laughs> let me just get up the details here, and I will tell you. Yeah, well, yeah, he's going to. Um, while you're doing that, he's uh, he's going to be picking the book club pick. He's going to be on. We're going to play it all together. We're going to discuss it. Uh, we're also going to ask him a few questions about the the retro electro models as well. Um, you know how he came up with the idea and all sorts of things like that. So it's going to be a little bit of a mix of interview and our regular sort of book club thing. So uh, it's going to be really exciting, I think. Cool. So uh, it's going to be Vic uh, mm-hmm. is the guy's name. Um, we've been chatting back and forth uh, on uh, Twitter. He seems like a really cool guy, so I'm really uh, looking forward to having him on the show. Yeah. Um, we asked him to pick a game. Um, we said basically whatever you want, um, a game that uh, means something to you or a game that you think is uh, needs more attention or, you know, the usual things, just a, a game that, that you think is particularly interesting. Um, we'll all play it and discuss it. Mm. Um, so he's picked a game on the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's picked a game called Hurtzog's Y. <laughs> it's funny. I thought he might... I, I, that's the only thing I could think of that he might have picked that I knew of. Really? Yeah, I have heard of it. I don't really know much about it, but uh, it's kind of a is a, it's kind of a shooter. But there's a, there's like other elements to it, isn't there? It's kind of, yeah, it's it's kind of like a real time strategy game. Um, right. <coughs> he he says, uh, uh, well, actually, because I, I said um, I've not played many uh, real time strategy games. No, I haven't. Um, he says, uh, do yourselves a favour and watch this video tutorial, which he's kindly <laughs> su- provided for us. Um, it's not long, and it's much easier than trying to figure it out or reading the manual. Um, <laughs> okay. I was going to say, does, did the original game come with that YouTube uh, video? <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Uh, he says, uh, the reason I chose it is it's actually the first RTS, not Command & Conquer or Doom 2. It's also a really good game, if, even if you don't like RTS games. It's the first it's RTS? it's half shoot-em-up. First yeah, that's RTS, what he says. Really? Yeah. really? Oh, right. Okay. Uh, he said, lastly, it's largely unknown and underrated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, i got to be honest. Uh, when he suggested that, I felt a little bit uh, little bit intimidated by that choice because <laughs> I'm not an RTS player at all. Um, I played Command & Conquer and I was awful at it. And the only <laughs> other RTS game I think I played was a game called Zed with some funny robots on the PlayStation. I don't no. know. It was I, was. I was crap at it. So, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I so, think, but I mean, that's what the show's about, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I have, I've had similarly limited experience with RTSs. Um, I did have Command and Conquer on the Saturn. I did play it a fair bit, and I kind of got into it. But it was, it's just generally not a genre that I've been drawn to particularly. But as you say, I think an RTS may well have come up sooner or later anyway. So just in the spirit of the show and trying new things, you know, and seeing how they work out. So yeah, it'll be an interesting experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be awkward if we both hate it, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be well awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Your game's crap. <laughs> Never darken our door again. Uh, no, no, um, well, I, no I think it's going to be, be great uh, fun. Yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, episode, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really uh, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to meeting Vic, um, asking him all about the model. Um, it does uh, mean you, you you've lost your your pick your game pick again for them for another month. Oh, yeah, so. no, that's all right. Don't worry, I'll pick it up next time. Yeah, we'll it's do fine. yours next month, and then uh, we'll potentially have another guest um, a bit further down the line. But um, you know, we'll keep that under wraps for now. Yeah, and, uh, we'll work out scheduling for that. Yeah, yeah we've got to work sure. out all those schedules and um, and let you have a pick of the the game on your own show as well, which is uh, <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be nice. Wouldn't it? <laughs> cool. No worries. I've got my pick in mind, but it can wait. It's fine. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we uh, round up the show then. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, um, all the all three games get a re- all the three original Tejamino games. I think get a recommendation from us. Mm-hmm. Um, the new one definitely does. I think well, it's both clear that we you know we both thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we've got our plan for next month. Uh, Herzog's Way. Zwei. Yeah. Zwei. Zwei, isn't it? Zwei? It's like Panzer Dragoon Zwei. I think it's uh, two in German, is it? Oh, is it? Oh, I think so. Yeah, because I was saying like Zwei, and then I yeah, heard Zwei. someone say Zwei, Zwei and I think, ah, oh, like Heinz Zwei, dry. Yeah, I think it's I think it's German in, in two. I might be completely wrong and making a fool of myself. But is there a Herzog yeah. one? Uh, oh, I don't know. Actually, it's a good point. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, I'll look that up. Yeah. Um, if you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at Podumup. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us Podumup at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, now we're on YouTube. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, I've yeah been, you've done that. I, I can't take any credit. Yeah, I've been busily that. putting all our episodes on YouTube uh, to sort of kind of support the, uh, the the video content I'm going to put up for um, back in the groove. I think it might be something that I might because um, uh, I've discovered that you, I can on my computer I can record games really easily actually with this um, uh, what's it called GeForce Experience thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I might do a bit more uh, a bit more recording of the games that we play and put yeah. them up. Why not? Yeah. With well, or without so, commentary, well, I'm not sure yet. I was going to say, are you going to put any commentary over it, or are you going to? Might just... do. I haven't. I haven't done this time, but uh, I'll see how it goes. I don't. Uh, with the thing, I'm always. Whenever I look up like a, a, a game on YouTube, I always if, if it's got commentary, and it's always like a really annoying person, isn't it? <laughs> it's always someone who goes, "Hey, what's happening? Blah, 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 blah. What's up, guys? YouTube. Yeah. Don't forget to smash that like button." I know. They... Yeah. So I, I'm I'm hesitant to do that, or at least if I do it, do it in a different way. But I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, but yeah, all the episodes are up there now. Uh, give them a listen if you're a YouTube kind of person, because I, I, you know, some people don't listen to podcasts; they, they just have YouTube on all the time. So yeah. you know, you never know. We might get a few more listeners slash watchers. It'd be interesting. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not against us putting some video content out there. You know, yeah. some producing some lot, some video a, stuff. But a um, lot of podcasts do it as a kind of a companion. Yeah, I was going to say and, it's a yeah. little companion piece. Yeah. So yeah, that's my thought thinking for that. Really, awesome. um, we're kind of working on a new website, aren't we? Yes. Um, which I need to put some graphics in for and uh, do some 
jigging around with that. Uh, we'll probably announce, maybe announce that next time, hopefully. Uh, not really ready for human consumption yet, but um, yeah, something I that's in the works. Just, yeah, it'll just be a, a little sort of centralised place where you can find all the back episodes and stuff. I mean, you can obviously, yeah. obviously do that on your podcast apps as well, but I mean, mm. if you just wanted to uh, say you wanted to link someone to one of our previous shows you could just link them direct to the website and it would all be there for you with the show notes and everything rather than yeah. telling someone to download a podcast app and then search through the back catalogue and stuff yeah. it's just a nice to have a just a basic web presence so yeah. i'd um, like to do when we've got a few more under the belt i'd like to do a, like a, a thing where you can kind of search by console as well so you can have like a tab just for the, all the mega drive ones and all you can see all the episodes where we've done mega oh, drive and idea, things like yeah. that yeah you know kind of tag them and that kind of thing so you just search for things more easily yeah definitely. I think more useful than we've got when we've got more than 10 episodes obviously but yeah <laughs> something for the future hopefully yeah um yeah that's kind of all all i can think of to say now really yeah i think that's, that's that takes care of pretty much everything um mm. yeah okay so um we always say this but we don't have a we will say it'll be next month but we don't really have a set schedule um for recording it's just tends to be one a month whenever we get the time to do it so it's not like a yeah. particularly recording day but it'll be sometime next month we'll be back um yeah but yeah any thoughts on uh Herzog Herzog Zwei 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 or indeed Herzog 1 if it exists Herzog mm-hmm. um Sonic the Herzog <laughs> very good i like it <laughs> don't patronize me um right yeah so uh yeah uh that's it <laughs> bye <laughs> so we end the episode that's it bye <laughs> bye <laughs>